What's up, y'all? It's your boy Ace. This is Fantasize Football. We are back once again, bringing y'all some more fantasy football content for the 2021 fantasy football season. And today, I'm here to bring to you some of my favorite early sleepers, values, whatever you want to call them, at the wide receiver position for fantasy football in 2021. But before we get into that real quick, shout out to each and every one of y'all that come by on a weekly basis, show your boys some love and support. It really, honest to God, means the world to me. The channel is growing immensely. It is beautiful to see. And that's because of each and every one of you leaving comments, leaving likes, sharing it, subscribing to the channel. We're inching closer and closer to our 100 subscriber goal. And if you're new, thank you for coming by. I really hope you enjoy the video. If you do at any point, make sure to leave a like on the video. It really does help. But anyways... We are going to be talking about some of my early on, early off-season favorite values, favorite sleepers at the wide receiver position. But before we get into that, real quick, I did want to mention, if you do enjoy this video, if you have been enjoying the content on the channel, make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Help me, help my boy back here. If you haven't met him before, that's my boy over there. Help us reach our goal of 100 subscribers on YouTube by the end of the fantasy football season. I would really, really appreciate it. But anyways, let's get right into it. And the first guy I want to talk about for my favorite early offseason value sleepers at the wide receiver position is Cortland Sutton, wide receiver of the Denver Broncos. Currently 79th overall in fantasy pros, half, half PPR ADP. And if you're not aware, ADP is average draft position going as the wide receiver 33. Now, unfortunately, last season, Cortland Sutton lost his season due to an ACL tear. But in 2019, he went for 124 targets, 72 catches, 1112 yards, and six Touchdowns, a 58.1% catch rate at nine yards per target. He already broke out in 2019. He was being drafted that way in 2020 as well. But then unfortunately, he lost his season due to the ACL tear. But what's fortunate is that it was an early season ACL tear. So he should be back and ready to go to start the season, even for training camp. We've heard reports already that he will not start the season on the pup. He should be good to go. And that is great news for Cortland Sutton and his fantasy value in 2021. He is an alpha athlete. I think he should be able to bounce back from this. No problem at his age with the doctors we have nowadays. He is going to be just fine. And he should still be a top option in this Broncos offense. I see worst case scenario, it's a 1A, 1B type of situation with Jerry Judy. And in my opinion, I think Cortland Sutton is the alpha in that equation. But that's just me. He is a big boy. He commands targets. And I think there it, that it is in with in within his range of outcomes for him to get 130, 140 targets this season and be an absolute steal in the back half of the sixth round, early seventh round of fantasy football drafts in 2021. And he's going to be a guy that I will be targeting well above his ADP this season. But moving on from Cortland Sutton to our second player on the list, it is Curtis Samuel, wide receiver of the Washington football team, currently 107th overall in ADP and a wide receiver 43. Now, Curtis Samuel comes from Carolina to Washington and reunites with former head coach, the guy that drafted him, Ron Rivera. Now, it is worth noting that the way Ron Rivera used Curtis Samuel is significantly different than the way he was used in Carolina last season. 
with Ron Rivera and Carolina. Curtis Samuel was used as more of a downfield threat than he was last season where he was more of like a gadget type of guy moving all around the formation. And this is evidenced by with Ron Rivera in 2019 going from a 14.6 A dot. If you're not aware of what A dot is, that is average depth of target. And basically what that means, it means how far down the field the ball is being thrown to him on average. Now he goes from a 14.6 A dot in 2019 and it cuts in half last season to 7.3. But what's odd about this is in 2019, he was six yards per target on average. And then last season, he was at 8.8 yards per target. And a lot of the reason for that was a lot of those downfield balls that were going to Curtis Samuel, he wasn't able to catch, whether it be because they were overthrown, underthrown, drops, uncatchable targets, whatever it might be. But the good news is, is that Ron Rivera is a smart coach. He's one of those coaches that we really like for fantasy football players because he wants to use his players in the best way, the way that will be most successful for them. So I'm assuming that he's going to see how successful Curtis Samuel was in Carolina last season and use him in a similar fashion, move him around the formation, put him in the backfield, line him up in the slot, move him all around the formation. And I do think the upside for more downfield targets are there with Ron Rivera as well. And you have Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing him the ball, a notorious fucking gun slinger. If you have seen the Antonio Gibson video, you know this, and I'm back again to hammer this into your mindset. Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to move the ball down the field more frequently. Okay. So anyways, another thing to keep in mind with this, with Curtis Samuel is that with Ron Rivera in 2019, Curtis Samuel saw a career high in targets. He had 105 targets last season. He was just under hundred. So it is within the range of outcomes that he exceeds that this season. Clearly Ron Rivera loves him. He's a guy that drafted him, brought him back to his new place in Washington. He's playing with Fitzpatrick. I think Rivera will adjust and use him more so the way that he was used last season in Carolina, but he will also be used as a deep threat as well. And being drafted in the ninth round as the wide receiver, what? The wide receiver 43, I think it was. That is an absolute steal. It's a great value. I think he has the upside to finish as a middling to back-end wide receiver two. And right now you're drafting him as a high-end wide receiver four. And that is just incredible. Not even a high-end, a middling wide receiver four at wide receiver 43. So I will be targeting Curtis Samuel. I will be looking for him in drafts and I will be reaching based on ADP to get Curtis Samuel in 2021. But moving on from Curtis Samuel, we will go to Michael Pittman Jr. Pittman, Pittman, Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver of the Indianapolis Colts, currently 122nd overall in ADP and wide receiver 46 back and wide receiver four. He did show flashes last season in his rookie year with Indianapolis. And it is worth mentioning that Michael Pittman, the Colts last season had two second round picks and they drafted Michael Pittman before they picked Jonathan Taylor. So clearly they really do like him. Now he only played in 11 games last season, but he had 60 targets. That's 5.5 targets per game. If you give him just one more target per game, pace that out to 17 games, that is 111 targets. And he did show 
show some flashes last season, but unfortunately, he was only able to score one touchdown on those 60 targets last season. And I do expect some positive regression there. I expect him to score more touchdowns. He can create for himself. And who knows, Carson Wentz is there now. Maybe Carson Wentz hones in on him, zones in on him as his main red zone target this season. And he does have it within his range of outcomes to be the wide receiver one on this offense. When you look at this wide receiver core, you have an aging T.Y. Hilton who's past his prime, possibly washed. He did come on at the end of last season. But then you have Paris Campbell as well, who was hurt last season. He has been chronically injured. But <clears throat> Paris Campbell also plays in the slot. So that's not going to affect Pittman as much. His main, his main competition for targets in this offense is... His other outside receiver is T.Y. Hilton, aging veteran who is probably going to move into a secondary role with Pittman being the clear alpha here. And then we don't know what's going to happen with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz could zone in on Pittman. That could be his boy. I haven't heard much in OTAs about this, but... I wouldn't be surprised with the draft capital they invested in Michael Pittman if he ends up being the top option in the passing game in this offense. And I think this this passing game has a whole lot of upside. If Carson Wentz can return to form, the form he was in last time he was with Frank Reich, the current head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. And if that happens, then this offense as a whole has a tremendous amount of upside. And that's why I love Michael Pittman. I love drafting him here in the, where's he going? 120 seconds, so like the 10th round. Wide receiver 46, you get him as your wide receiver 4, sometimes your wide receiver 5, and he has the upside to go for 120, 130 targets if everything goes his way in this offense, if he is the target leader on this team. So that is why I love Michael Pittman, and I will be targeting him well above his ADP this season for fantasy football. And the last guy on our list, you should know. Y'all should fucking know who I'm talking about. If you don't then you're probably new. And if you don't and you're not new, then you gotta pay more attention. I'll give you a hint. I draft him in every single mock draft. Do you know who it is? That's fucking right, baby. It's Rashad Bateman, rookie wide receiver of the Baltimore Ravens. Currently, eh, eh, eh. oh, 196th overall. Wide receiver, 63. So a deep, deep, deep sleeper. He is a guy that you can get in one of the last rounds of your draft. And if I'm you, I would play it safe and pull the trigger a few rounds before so you don't miss out on him. Because, spoiler alert, he has elite upside in this offense, right? So he's a rookie first-round pick for the Ravens this season. And I do expect the Ravens to be more pass-happy, more pass-heavy as a whole this season. Defenses have started to figure the Ravens out, man. They know. They just want to run the ball. And then when the play breaks down, Lamar Jackson's just going to go and run. So defenses are game-planning for just that. So I expect them to throw the ball more, and they pretty much told us they're going to do that by going out and drafting Rashad Bateman. And then they also drafted Tylon Wallace a little later on. So they added weapons to this offense to make things a little easier for Lamar Jackson. Now, if you look at Rashad Bateman's college stats, in 2019, he played 13 games. He had 93 targets, 60 catches, 1,219 yards, and 11 touchdowns. And then 2020, he only played in five games, but he had 56 fucking targets. 56 targets, over 10 targets a game in the five games he played. 36 catches, 472 yards, and two 
touchdowns. Now, per player profiler here, again, shout out to y'all. You'll make my life so much easier. He broke out at the age of 18.8. His BOA, his breakout age was 18.8. And why is this important, you might ask? It's important because generally, when a player breaks out at a younger age, that translates, their play, their game translates better to the NFL. They are more successful at the next level. On top of that, again, per player profiler, thank you guys. He, he, Rashad Bateman, held a 98th percentile college target share. What does that mean? It means he commands targets. He's going to come into this offense. He is going to work his ass off. He's going to be ready to go. He's going to get himself open and he's going to be a great target for Lamar Jackson in this offense. And just a little food for thought. Of course, take this with a little grain of salt when you're, you know, shaking your salt, just a little grain of salt there. His most comparable wide receiver is Stefan Diggs. Not a bad comparison to have. Again, take that with a grain of salt, but you know what I'm saying. Now, Rashad Bateman is a larger built receiver than Marquise Brown, right? He's a bigger target and he's what Lamar Jackson needed. I do expect Mark Andrews to probably be a little bit of ahead of him in terms of target share. Mark Andrews will probably be the target leader on this team, but I absolutely, actually, I think I would lean more towards Rashad Bateman being the number one option in terms of wide receivers on this team. Marquise Brown is kind of just a burner. He's a little dude, man. He's not an alpha wide receiver where Rashad Bateman, evidenced by his 98th percentile college target share, is in fact an alpha. He is going to command targets. And I do think it is within the range of outcome for Rashad Bateman to finish with over 100 targets this season in this offense that is going to have to throw the ball more this season. But that's my list. That's what I got for y'all. But real quick, I did want to throw some honorable mentions in there. Number one, Antonio Brown, currently 116th overall in ADP, wide receiver 44. I didn't put Antonio Brown in here because uh, earlier this offseason, we talked about my favorite early values at every position, and I mentioned Antonio Brown there. He is my favorite Bucks receiver to draft right now. When he was, uh, when he in the games he played last season, he led all Bucks receivers in targets. So I think at the extreme discount, the six seven round discount from Mike Evans to Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown's my favorite one to draft. Another guy is Gabriel Davis, wide receiver of the Buffalo Bills, currently 191st overall, wide receiver 64, and uh, Gabe Davis. Could slot into that number two role. They did bring in Emmanuel Sanders, but he's a young, talented player. We sh we saw last season, he has a knack. He has a nose for the end zone. And hopefully, with more targets, he can build on his efficiency. He can get even better in this offense in year two in a pass-happy Buffalo Bills offense. And the last honorable mention I have is Terrace Marshall Jr., wide receiver of the Carolina Panthers. Now, he slots into that Curtis Samuel role, probably move around the formation, mostly play in the slot, kind of go all over the place, and there is opportunities for targets here. You do have Sam Darnold coming in there. Who knows? They're going to have to throw the ball a lot. They're probably not going to be a very good team. you got McCaffrey there, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. Teams aren't going to be able to hone in, focus on Terrace Marshall, so I think there is an avenue for 100 targets there for him in, in a pretty good fantasy season for him as a rookie. So those are my honorable mentions. Real quick, let's go through everyone we talked about. Cortland Sutton, currently 79th overall, wide receiver 33. You can get him in the 6th, 7th round. I would be comfortable drafting Cortland Sutton in the early 6th round in some leagues if you have to. If you know somebody else really likes him, even ground him in the 5th round. I have him as a wide receiver 2 right now, back-end wide receiver 2, but a wide receiver 2 nonetheless. You have Curtis Samuel, currently 107th overall, wide receiver 43, going in the 9th, 10th round. A guy that you can go out and grab 
lock him up in the eighth, ninth round. I do think he has the upside to finish as a wide receiver too as well. You have Michael Pittman Jr., Mr. Pittman, currently 120 seconds overall, wide receiver 46, going in the 10th round. A guy that you are going to want to pay attention to in your drafts. Maybe reach a little bit, make sure you get him because he does also have elite upside to be the target leader in this offense. And last but not least, my fucking boy, our boy, our boy, all of our boys. I hope he's your boy now. Rashad Bateman, the God. Rashad Bate, God. We love Rashad Bateman. Currently 196 overall, wide receiver 63. You can get him in the 14th, 15th round. Be safe. Lock him up in the 13th round because, again, he's another guy that you can get late that has the upside to be a flex week in and week out for your team. And then the honorable mentions were Antonio Brown, Gabe Davis, and Terrace Marshall Jr. Keep an eye out for all these guys late in your drafts. These are guys that could be potential league winners, and I am going to be targeting them in all my fantasy football drafts. But that's what I got for y'all today. I really hope you enjoyed the video. If you did, leave a like. It really, really helps. Drop a comment down below. Let me know some of your sleepers, some of your values. If you agree or disagree with any of my sleepers or values, if these are guys you're going to be drafting or not. And also, let me know if there's anything else you guys would like to hear me talk about in the future. And talk amongst yourself. Talk to me. Let me know what's going on. Give me a uh, give me some ideas, whatever it is. I'm going to try to respond to every single comment that I see. Of course, I mean, there's not too many of them, so I can do it. But, um, but yeah, man, I really appreciate y'all for real. Watching the channel grow, seeing things, you know, taking that step forward, taking that next step is so, so, so fucking cool. And I really appreciate y'all. It's because of all of you. And if you haven't subscribed to the channel, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit that bell to get notified when a new video comes out. I really appreciate it. Help me, help my boy, put some food on the table and reach our goal of 100 subscribers on YouTube by the end of the fantasy football season. We are so close that I can taste it, baby. But that's all I got for y'all today, man. I'll see y'all next time. I really hope you enjoyed and with all that out of the way, as always, thank you, love you, peace.